folks. Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Alarmingly Handsome Al. <laughs> With okay. Hey, don't, don't be mean. I'm not. Uh, Being honest. Tempta- oh, that's the meanness right there. I love you, buddy. With me as ever. Is I'm tempted to change your nickname now, but with me here is, as ever, my faithful co-host, <laughs> Captivating Brown-Eyed Casper. Oh, thanks, dude. I was, supposed to, oh, I was supposed to be Captivating Brown Eyes, Casper, because you have Captivating Brown Eyes. Mm. And our special... I think we need to spread the desks out a little bit. Oh, my Just gosh. <laughs> you, you, you. Anyway. And... Joining us, I forgot where she is, but joining us, <laughs> goldfish not, with head trauma, man. Not, not here. I have the memory of a goldfish. Uh, charismatic Kara Jean Waller. Well, hello. Waller's. Hello. Waller's, yes. Yeah. Hello from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm in uh, Indianapolis. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was somewhere cold. Somewhere somewhere <laughs> United States-ish. Uh, and you're it's, from- It's pretty United. Yeah, it's pretty it's, United States-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and Kara is is the genius uh, oh. behind Tremolo Leather Co. Making really cool guitar straps. Yeah. Thank you. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, uh, definitely our pleasure. I'm noticing you said in the pre-show chat that we have really great radio voices and now all i can listen to i love is how you called it out the on sound the of my air. own voice like a parakeet just like <laughs> oh Ta- yeah you tapping do. your beak you- on the glass i have a Ooh. wonderful voice <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> thank, thank you the level that i operate on it's <laughs> very shallow <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I'm just gonna get right into it because before I I destroy the format here. So, <laughs> what's everybody been up to this week? Why don't we go, uh, Casper, Kara, me? How about that? Okay. Uh, today's been a busy day. Uh, week not so much, but today's been a busy day. I went to the music shop. I bought a couple packs of strings. I actually bought a guitar strap today. Um, like a slinky um Fender. How Elastic dare one. you? I know. <laughs> and it was. It totally slipped my mind that, that Carol was coming on. So I was like, oh, yeah, I need a guitar strap. And, oh, what about this one? This one looks like tweeting. Ooh, it's stretchy. And then, uh, so there it is hanging on my Aria. I now. apologize, Kara, for my extremely offensive co-host. Lots of, lots of straps. So it's really funny, though, and we were talking about this earlier, is you can actually see all the straps I own in this room. I don't have, like, I only had enough for most of my guitars. Not all, so mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing. It's a problem I have that I, I got just, a hookup for you. If you want to purchase some more, yeah, yeah perhaps. Um, so <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I was gonna say, oh yeah. So then I I did the a pickup balance on my Telecaster. I changed the janky three way switch in my Aria. I burnt myself, and I'm pretty sure electrocuted myself with my soldering iron. Uh, I'm going to look wow. into that. Yeah, it was quite the thing. <laughs> I wish you folks could see this, but Casper, with the rearranged studio, Casper's, all the like, stuff he's talking about is like to his right and kind of behind him. So yeah. he keeps turning his head. And getting quiet. <laughs> and trying to talk about it. And his head is facing away from the mic. <laughs> so now my articulating arm is in a position now that I can talk about my guitars and not have to look at Al. <laughs> so- <laughs> There's that meanness again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to just today. 
not to mention rearranging the whole studio this week um, to be in our our new 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 again um, studio arrangement, mm-hmm. which I think if works. There's a nice feng shui in here in mm-hmm. a dude workshop kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's nice to have the the workshop now inside where it's warm. Um, and I've and I did a thing where I organized my guitars hanging on the wall. Al's guitar is on the tippy tree over there. Yeah, I noticed that. Thank <laughs> I you. know you did. <laughs> the unstable stand of doom. I actually, I, I lowered it down to be better. <laughs> Just... Stupid I mean, tripod stand. Anyways, you, that's that's what I've been up to, man. Just uh, all right. plunking away, uh, steadily busy all the time. So I, I'm going to question you a little bit on the the cases the rows of cases with tiny tiny rattly electronic parts inside of a recording studio dude how much music do you think <laughs> is recorded in this space <laughs> just kidding you can throw a dead blanket over it or something yeah i just like busting your chops uh, you're, it's okay okay i'll live it's fine <laughs> how about you kara what have you been up to this week I, well, we just, the Midwest just got hit, uh, really, uh, the whole country, I think, just got hit by snow. Um, so we've got a lot of snow here in Indiana, and it's been really cold. Um, so I've just been kind of hunkering down, and I'm sort of behind on um, my inventory. I'm, it's always kind of a race to get stuff made. And um, <clears throat> so I've just been sitting here listening to music uh, with my dog next to my space heater with my sewing machine. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, and uh cuddles with the dog and a heater sound like a good thing to me yeah it's not bad it's a it's a pretty good <laughs> it's, it's a strong mediocre <laughs> it's, 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 i'm not gonna lie you know it's like i've got all my records here i've got a little candle it's very cozy um we had a fire earlier um you might hear my dog walking around she just woke up so uh, what's well i gotta ask i gotta know what what kind of dog She's a Doberman mix. She's a little rescue. She's an old girl. She's 15. So Wow. I, too, have a Doberman mix that was a rescue, and she's almost 13. Oh, the best. <sighs> so good. No pugs. Yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> I Listen. love my dog. She's yeah, bad. Yeah, me too. Mine, <laughs> mine's crossed with a boxer. So in oh. her youth was a very smart spaz. Yeah. Smart? Yeah. Dude, she's a brilliant dog. She's a very smart dog. She just makes really dumb decisions sometimes. <laughs> but that's the boxer. But, like, really smart attention. Like, she can do everything you tell her. And it's, you know, she's very well. Easily, easy, easily trained. Um, but just sweetheart of a dog. And... You okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's pretty smart too. Oh, I made some um, chicken soup. I put a like chicken carcass in this big pot, so I've been making like chicken soup. And um, and my dog has been sort of casually. She's very polite, but she's been casually kind of walking from room to room. Like, hey, do you know what's in there? You have you seen that? There's like a big pot of chicken. Do you know about that? And <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, like wants to know wants to know if i know what the situation is with the soup but yeah. <laughs> dog and and heavy quotation marks here dog subtlety yeah is just the greatest thing it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think one of my favorite things about dogs is like when they wander through a room, whatever they're off to do, and you horribly distract them from that mission, that whatever they were off to do is gone forever. They don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just love that about about them. I don't know why. Just walking around, just uh like a cat if you interrupt it, it still wants to do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you interrupt the dog, it's it, yeah, whatever it was doing is over and it's doing well you yeah, what you interrupted it for now. <laughs> it doesn't it can't go back. <laughs> well, um this what have I been up to this week? Hey buddy. What about you? What have you been I'm up th- to? Yeah, no, I know. I should have been thinking of that. Um I have been well, I've been emailing uh, uh, somebody we're working with on the, our little guitar project. Ooh. We're doing some of that stuff. Um, honestly, I spent most of this week since, uh, as I talked about a lot in last week's episode, my parents' house burned down. And uh, I still had a lot of stuff there. And so I've spent a lot of time this week making lists of stuff that went up in the fire. Um, oh, man. Which is uh, it's a pain. Pain in the pain in the butt, mm. um, which is not something I should be complaining about. Like my parents were fine, even their cats were fine, which is awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, they have great insurance. Like it's it's like everything came up as far as a house burning down. Everything has come up as a pretty big win. As far as that can be a win, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> there's no real like the you know the only tragedy is the sticks and the wood and the. Yeah, stuff. there's there's like some heirlooms and keepsakes yeah. that we lost, and that's like okay, but it, it's also still just stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but the insurance company, uh, and of course, you got to itemize these lists. You got to find uh, retail values for everything, and uh, I don't know how to put retail values on, uh, like guitar bodies and necks and uh, like. Boxes full of parts. Oh, wasn't and... wasn't your like fifty nine Les Paul in there? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I had. Uh, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was. Yeah. It's damn damn it was shame that by Peter Green <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we should not joke, but. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. My dad, my whole life, like one of my dad's most common dad jokes was like, "Oh, it's all worth more if it burns down." <laughs> If you want to light the house on fire, just let me know when to leave. Oh. And uh, then his house burnt down. And so we're all kind of like, Dad, should we be suspicious here? <laughs> well, now it's on radio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I've got to figure out how to, like, how to, first off, i got to kind of try and confirm by going through the stuff I have here, what I left there. Um. <laughs> Which is mostly my library. I had a I had a pretty good library of books, uh, and I'm never going to remember all of them. <laughs> so that's just a hopeless cause. But I got to try and confirm what guitar parts I left there, and uh, what pedals I left there, and that kind of thing, and then try and figure out a retail value on some of it. And like, it's hard to put an exact retail value on like an aged guitar body from MJT Guitars. Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to, like, properly uh, represent that to the insurance company either. Which, um, yeah. But that's, uh, again, it's not a bad problem to have per se. 
Yeah. More of mm. just an annoying one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough about my woes. Uh, let's get into it. So, Kara. Yes. How did you end up making guitar straps? Pardon? How did you end up making guitar straps? What's the uh, what's the order here? Well, um, it, it kind of came in a roundabout way. Um, I uh, I had a career in marketing for twenty years, so I worked as a graphic designer, and I I did mostly print. So, like, I, I graduated in two thousand, and web was web was really more of like a specialized thing. So, so. I spent all this time doing print and I loved it. And um, <clears throat> more and more over time, people started asking me to do web design and learn web design and learn how to enter the digital realm. And I hated it. So um, I ended up doing less of what I love and more time and energy um, trying to learn what I hate, you know? So I got to this boiling point and I'm thinking like, okay, I've got like 20 more years in the workforce, like, what am I going to do? So I thought, well, could I go back to school? And then I thought, well, <clears throat> if I'm going to go through all that trouble and all that work, do I want to continue to do what I am going to do or do I want a new career? Right. So I'm like a little kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, well, <sighs> airplane pilot, like, no, uh, accountant, no, like, cool. What do I, what do I want to do? So right at this point, <clears throat> my grandfather passed away he was um 97 and he um he was a lifelong fruit farmer so he had like an orchard of peaches and an orchard of apples and um so my family asked me to sing at his uh funeral and so i had i went out to like one of the big box retailers and i bought this strap that was like like a pretty inexpensive like leatherette or you know cheap leather strap and i painted peaches on it to sing at his funeral and I loved it. Like I immediately wanted to make another one. And so um, I started looking at the con construction and I thought, you yeah, know, I can, I can probably make another one of these. And um, then I started gigging with it and people complimented me and I was like, you yeah, know, I'm still not really, it's not really clicking. So, <clears throat> so then I made a couple more um, and I, like, I didn't know how to work with leather and I didn't know how to sew. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to go get some leather and I'm going to go buy a sewing machine. So the sewing machine I got said heavy duty on it. And so I figured I'm probably not going to break this immediately, um, by using it the way that it's not like I'm going to put like a sandwich through it. Right. I'm just going to like, sew what you're supposed to sew <laughs> on it. Right. It's not like, okay. <laughs> like if you do like, put a sandwich it through well. it, please film that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought, well, it might not be, I might not do a great job at it, but I'm not, I'm probably not going to break it. So I, I sewed a, some leather and I thought, you know, that looks, that looks pretty good. So I, um, so then I, painted a couple more just because, you know, I'm still thinking like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I, and I, but I'm making these straps and I started, I painted these dogwoods on, um, on a couple straps and I sewed them and I was like, this looks pretty good. So I put it on social media on Facebook or something. And I immediately started getting like emails saying like, will you make me one? Like, I absolutely will do that because I really like to make them. So <clears throat> So I started working in leather for a while. Um, and then like at that point I was like full on, like I had hit the boiling point. Like I had left my job. Like I, I'm making guitar straps. Like, and <laughs> I'm like, 
what am I doing? But I love it. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm busy all the time. But um, custom straps and hand-painted straps take a long time to, uh, to make. So I, I, and a lot of the, um, like, a, the price point for custom work isn't necessarily accessible for everyone. So I thought if I really want to do this seriously, I've got to figure out um, and have a couple different price points. And that was when I started making, like, the vintage fabric straps, which is what I do most of right now. Um, and, and I, you know, so I made some and like friends wanted them immediately and it just clicked. Like here I had spent like 20 years doing ads and marketing campaigns for like faucets and building materials and storage pods. And I mean, I did like some ads for cryogenic freezers for a little while. And I thought, why don't I like, why don't I just go back to my roots as a musician and an artist? And then I just, it just went from there. So that's what I do was probably because of that peach strap and singing at my grandfather's funeral that I just like, it just clicked. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I mean, know. not, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, your grandfather passed, but what a, well, he was, he was 97 too. So he had a like, <laughs> good long life. Yeah. He had a good run. run. I miss him, but yeah, that's, that's uh, a beautiful thing to take from it though, to be able to like, to be able to say that that was the moment. Like, I don't think a lot of people can do that. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was weird, you know, and, and then I told my parents, um, Hey, I quit my job and I'm going to make guitar straps for a living. And my, my parents are awesome. And they were like, cool. Like, okay. <laughs> they're oh, like, I mean, rad. I think there was, they're like, how are you, how are you going to do this? And they're like, uh, but they're pretty used to me, like the sewing machine, you know, they're pretty used to me saying like, well, I can probably do that. You know, like other people can do it, so I, I could probably figure it out, right? I might not be great at it, but you can only you can only not do things until you learn how to do them. So all you got to do is learn, and then you know. So it's true. You can't get worse at doing something than when you've never tried doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, there deep, are things that Al's I'm, deep thought. <laughs> there are things I'm terrible at. You know, like I cannot make chocolate chip cookies. I've tried. I've tried. I can't do it. Like it. I've quit. But um. But most everything else, you know, I can. <laughs> I know somebody that can make some killer chocolate yeah, chip Yeah, no, all of us are dating that. a chef there, homie. Oh. <laughs> Although I can make I, some chocolate yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my wife's grandfather was a Red Seal chef, mm. so I, I, my wife isn't a chef, but she's pretty darn good pretty at darn imitating good. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I was just going to say, we can probably whoop you up some cookies and ship them, I, yeah. ship them out. I I don't, can we ship her cookies? International borders. What's the legality there? Yeah, I'm I, sure I you think yeah. I think the answer is yeah. <laughs> I think from your that's, perspective, that's the a, answer is definitely try it, guys. Yeah, yes. just right. That is one optimistic. On yeah, you can. <laughs> just, yeah. just right. Yeah. Not cookies or cocaine. <laughs> yeah, right there on not the top drugs. of the box. Yeah, this not. is not food or drugs. <laughs> Yeah, it's like totally legal package. It's like yelling, I don't have a bomb on a plane. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to say yes, you can. So, Okay. <laughs> Casper, you're committed, buddy. You got to send us some cookies. I, I'll, I'll be hearing about this on Wednesday. Because <laughs> <laughs> my partner will be like, so we're making cookies, huh? <laughs> that, that'll be what happens. Well, that's okay. There, are, you know, there are worse things to commit to doing for somebody than baking them. Nice, mm. nice batch of cookies. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and you, so 
you've been a musician most of your life then? Yeah. Um, I, I started playing, um, my, my whole family, they're all musicians. Um, not all professional, like my, um, my great grandfather was a professional violinist, but that as far as like being a professional, that's it. Um, but both of my parents play, my brother plays, all my grandparents play. So, um, so when I was born, like they put a piano in the house and I was forced to take lessons as many kids are. And my parents said, you know, you'll thank us one day. Um, and I do, they were right. You know, they're, I'm, they're right about a lot, but they're really right about that. Um, <laughs> and then I started playing, um, bass um classically when i was like whatever age that is that in school that they say pick an instrument i picked violin um and i was really tall so like freakishly tall so the kid who was playing bass had to get up on a stool and so they were like you get the violin and carrie you get the bass so i <laughs> i ended up playing and then i you know i picked up guitar i picked up cello and and um, I started, you know, I didn't, um, start writing songs or, or gigging or anything probably until my thirties. But, um, but I think I had picked up my dad's guitar when I was probably like 12 or 13 or something. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've been, I've been playing my whole life, but That's I should awesome. be a lot better. Really. I really should be. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we can all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I, I could, uh, side I mean, i'm in that camp as well yeah <laughs> i really should be a lot better than i am but i'm i never really practice and that's yeah. a horrible admission on my part but i pick up to play or songwrite i never pick up to practice yeah i used to but i um i don't really gig as much anymore so but when i was gigging i sure did um because i I get very nervous on stage. I just don't like it. <laughs> and, um, I understand that. I, you know, there's two, there's two worlds. There's, I, there's the times you step on stage that are like dynamite. You feel great. Everything goes great. Everything's great. And then there's the other side. And I, I, I don't think I've ever had one that's in between. It's like I land on stage and everything goes good and I feel great <laughs> about it. Or it's a total train wreck, dumpster fire, and I want to go hide under a rock. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You just got to do it more. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I do need to get out more when we're all allowed to do yeah. that again. But um, I, I I, found for myself, my, my early years of gigging, it was, it was a little more split. I either had a great time or I came away just like, oh, God, that was terrible. Um. But I found when I when I hit the road, uh, kind of professionally for the first time um, in my in my thirties. Actually, I think I was thirty one or thirty two. I don't know. When I when I first hit the road, like full full time professionally, not not part time. That's when gigs kind of went for like almost all gigs were at least a solid mediocre, if not okay. Um. And then there were the magic ones that were just amazing. And then there was the occasional one that was just like a slug fest. You just trying to just grind through it. Like mm -hmm. it's just not going to be a good time. And you're just trying to get through your obligation <laughs> and then flee. Yeah. I think probably one of my last shows that I played was like that. Before, yeah, that was before a everything. That yeah. was a, that was the train wreck dumpster fire. It was like, 
how is that even a show? <laughs> like, oh man. But yeah, I feel for you. I know exactly how you feel. The anxiety. I, just, and stuff. I try to. I like to play with people who are a lot better than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's the that's, that's, that's yeah. the way. If you're, I my my rule of thumb was always try and be the worst musician in the band. <laughs> that's why I yeah. hang out with Al because he's a way better player than me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just like stealing all his tricks, and <laughs> tuning my guitar the way he does. <laughs> my trick is drop D. It requires only one finger. That's my. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> So how long have you been Tremolo Leather Co? Like, how long has this been going now? Um, a year and seven months. So seven months. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's, I think um, we celebrated a year. My mom got me a cake um, with a strap on it. It was the sweetest thing. And she was like, she's like, well, yeah, Tiffany, you've been doing this for a year. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. It was in um, September and she got me an ice cream cake and they, it, it was a weird looking cake. It was so sweet, but like, it was like this brown leather, like strap and like, but it, they just made it out of icing. So it, it wasn't really obvious. It was a strap. It was more like of a, an arc on the cake. <laughs> Generally. But, um, but that's yeah, that's, that's, that's from, I think that's, it was very sweet. Yeah. Um, that was from the day I think I put my logo on Facebook and I just said, started working at Tremolo Leather Co. And people were like, what? I'm like, yeah, anyway, that's what I do now. Um, I think I had been making, I had probably been making straps for five months before that. Um, <clears throat> but not that, that at that point I was like, okay, this is, this is really what I'm going to do. Um, and that's, what I've been doing since, so. That's amazing. Yep. That's so cool. I did not know you, you're the, I knew you were, uh, I, I knew it was a young brand, but I didn't know it was that young. Oh, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. It's been really cool, though. Like, it's been, um, I started this right before the pa- pandemic. So, as you can imagine, that was some action, getting that news, and I'm like, oh man, like I'm selling these things to musicians who aren't gigging like, oh, and, and then I just like, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, okay, you know what? Silence that voice. Keep going. Just keep going. So I just kept going. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to diversify a little bit. I have some, some new stuff that I'm making and, um, always, you know, just trying to, just trying to, you know, keep up with the, my inventory and like, I sew a lot, which I I really like sewing, which is really funny because I never thought I would, you know, but, um, you just kind of like get into a rhythm and it's sometimes I look at the clock and I'm like, wow, it's like eight o'clock at night. And I, like, I just woke up. So like, how did that, how did that, I just spent the whole day and I'm here. I am like, you know, with my dog listening to records, sewing straps and I get a lot of emails, which is nice from people. So get to get to know a lot of, new people but yeah i am i am a very new brand um it's been really really fun so so what is it like (laughs) um if your if your vocation becomes your oh man 
If your profession becomes your vocation, you're on vacation for the rest of your life. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a phrase there that I am not remembering properly, but you found a thing you love and you turned it into a career and it's still something you love. Yeah. Well, I've always loved, I mean, just my background as a designer, I loved, I, my design work, my corporate design work has always been very illustration heavy. Um, and that's how like, <clears throat> like now you can, if you, if you work on the web or, you know, even social media or whatever, you can go to like a royalty free stock photography site and like get, you know, a piece of artwork that you can use royalty free. Right. But it didn't used to be like that. They used to be like $600 or $400, but I can draw. So I was kind of employable that way. And I spent the first part of my career. They're like, well, give it to Kara. She can, she'll draw it and we'll just give that to the client. So, um, so I love illustrating and I, a lot of my illustration is kind of, um, inspired by like vintage stuff and like old type or, um, vintage patterns. And a lot of times, like I, I did a couple of really big ad campaigns that I, that were inspired by patterns from vintage textiles. So that's always been kind of a love of mine. So it's, it's weird how it's like, this just kind of clicked and I'm doing this thing that I've always kind of done, but I'm just doing it in a different medium, I guess. Um, I mean, not, not the same thing, but there's a lot of elements that are this, that are the same. So, so when I start, when I realized how much I loved it, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. You should do this more. <laughs> <laughs> is it like, is it hard to find the fabrics and stuff? Cause you're using a lot of vintage stuff. Like it seems like, <laughs> You know, by mind, yeah. dude. it's like, that's, that's gotta be hard to track down. Oh, it is. Yeah. It took like it at first, like I, I just had some because I, um, I paint too. Like I, um, and, and a lot of my paintings are sort of like multimedia and I, I'll like collage different things in. And so I had some of this stuff and, um, <clears throat> but you know how, like, you know how, when you want to buy a new car and say you want to buy like, um, an orange Jeep or something, right? You're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to get this orange Jeep. And then you're thinking about it and then you're driving and all of a sudden you start noticing all the orange Jeeps on the road. It's kind of like that. Like I never really looked for this stuff before, but, um, I love going to like antique shops and vintage and thrifting and estate sales and stuff like that. And, um, I, I wouldn't always go look in the person's like in an estate sale. Um, I wouldn't always go and see, Hey, are there any sewing supplies? And now I do. And I find it. Um, sometimes I don't. Um, sometimes I used to feel like, Oh, there's like this finite amount of um, vintage material that I can make straps from. But really like, um, I mean, you can get, <clears throat> you can buy, full commercial rolls of stuff. I like, I like the oddball stuff. I like finding stuff that, um, came off like a dress or, um, or like curtains or something. Like one time I bought, um, a vintage sari, like an Indian sari. And I took, oh, it was like cool. kind of tattered, but I took the, I took the trim off because it was beautiful and it was like really in good shape and everything. And I thought, you know, this is, I love the pattern. It was like this cool, like brown and black, um, kind of country looking rose thing. And like, this is really cool. And I made it into a guitar strap and it was like this one of a kind thing. And it, you know, it sold right away. Um, like, I don't know, 10 minutes after I put it up to a friend of mine, he's like, that's the one I want for my hummingbird. And 
um, so I'm I'm always looking for it, and it's it's an. But I wish that there was like one warehouse I could just call and say, you know what I could use is some more of that trim. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that exists. I don't. I don't know. I haven't uh, I'm, found. I'm sure there's got to be a. You know, for for certain eras and styles, there's got to be companies that do that. There's got to be people out there whose whole livelihood is just we make. 60s pattern I just fabrics I just had a, br a brilliant <laughs> oh, idea I, mean, I would look out to um costume departments from film industry oh yeah oh that's a good idea <laughs> that's my good idea yeah, for the day. <laughs> um, yeah no there are there are a lot of companies that will remake like the um I, I don't really get into like the Jimi Hendrix had the strap or what whatever um but like there, there is one that is like pretty famous that he wore at Woodstock. It's like kind of like a checkerboard kind of thing, um, and it's like orange and red and everything. You can buy a, a, a reproduction of that, um, and I, I have some. Like I have started buying some new modern materials, and I always like try to specify as best I can. Like this is actually vintage, and this is like a vintage inspired. Like it's a new material. Um, I like finding just some weird, um, I, I like the, the real 60s stuff just because it it has a certain feel to it. Like mm. I, I got the stuff that said boat. That was some of the first stuff that I, I saw. Those. I actually see that right now. I, I was mm. looking at the uh, the Paisley and the birds uh, straps that are kind of right beside it on your website. And I think. Oh, yeah. Those. The birds came from my friend Heidi's, um, her in-laws had passed away and she and her husband were, um, were settling the estate and cleaning out the house and everything. And she called me and she said, I've got, do you, do you need like some fabric for your guitar straps? And I said, yeah. And she, she sent me a picture and it was those birds. And I was like, I want it. <laughs> like they're so yeah. odd. I love those birds so much. I really like them. Too. I think, yeah. I, I think I even remember commenting on a picture you posted of those birds. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, they're back. cool because they probably came off a dress, right? Like they, they were not made for a guitar strap, but they look like when you make it into a guitar strap, it looks like a guitar strap, but they probably came off like a dress or like, maybe some upholstery or some home decor or something. Um, but what I really like about that stuff is that, you know, there are a lot of makers, a lot of people who make guitar straps, but I don't think anybody has that pattern. So that's always kind of what I'm looking for. And that's like the find, I, I get really obsessive about it too. Like if I find something, um, I'm like, yeah, like, like my favorite one right now, it's so weird. It's, um, it has conch shells and Nautilus shells on it. It was probably upholstery fabric from like a seafood restaurant or something, but like, I don't care. Oh, I'm Casper, yeah. Casper just brought up a picture of it. I think. Yeah. It's like it's green really and blue and red. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I found that and I like, I immediately started posting pictures in my Instagram stories, which I do this probably more than I should, but I get a kick out of it of um, <laughs> sharks, people dressed like sharks, playing guitars, people playing guitars shaped like sharks, fish themed guitars. And like, I mean, I posted probably like 20 things in stories and people were probably like, what in the world are you doing? I'm like, I just got this seashell strap. It's cool. <laughs> these are the, these are the, the, ways in which this could be used <laughs> no I, <laughs> so great. I love it I, your your instagram is one of the one of my favorite ones that we we follow 
Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> just, uh, just your ear fun and the fabrics are fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> thanks. Well, I spent so much time working in a corporate environment and, um, you know, like really having, really having to measure what I say and like how I say like corporate communications wise and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, I, I am not going to uh, try to snow anybody into thinking that I'm a bigger operation than I am. I'm not trying, like, I just, I want that authenticity to come through that. Like I, I'm a musician and I, I use these and I think they're cool and I'm not going to put something out there that I don't like, you know, like, they're, they're fun. They're meant to be fun. So. Well, you've curated one heck of a vintage fabric <laughs> collection. Like, fun, yeah. It's so cool. Thanks. And <laughs> so you're, are you working with leather a bit too? Like kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, when you, uh, is Stamps, it in, embossing, dies. embossing, oh, or like carving? Tooled? yeah, tooled leather. Thank you. Something. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know the vernacular, but yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do make a lot of leather straps. Um, I do a lot of custom, more custom stuff for that. Um, mm. I stopped doing so much of it because I'm trying to like this. I mean, this is what I do for a living. So, um, and it's not, it's not real easy to sell guitar straps just like with no plan. <laughs> so, so I, so I, I do have to make a living. And one of the things that I want to do is um, a few guitar shops shops have asked me to stock my straps in their stores. And that's something that I um, I'm going to start doing this next year. So I'm, I kind of stopped doing as much leather stuff because I'm trying to um, build up this inventory so that I can, um, you know, pay my bills. Um, but I do have some stuff coming up that's leather that I'm pretty excited about. So I'm working on um, this Jimi Hendrix inspired strap right now that I'm pretty excited about. Um, and I'm just kind of doing it just for me, like um, just because I want to see what I can do. Like I've never really made anything um, like a friend of mine sent me this um, reticulated python skin. And told me about these dyes that you can dye this. So I, you know, I, uh, I dyed this python skin and then I dyed this leather and I started looking at it like, I, I think I'm just going to make something out of this. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, starting to do more stuff like that. I think my leather stuff is, is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit more involved. So I don't really have the time or the bandwidth to really crank those out uh, as much, but I'm hoping to get the inventory up for the fabric, the vintage stuff, and then um, kind of start to weave that back in. So, cool. So do and the leather stuff it was the kind of stuff you were doing for more like custom orders before, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. Um, like custom custom straps can take me like 20 hours, you know. So, and I hand stitch everything. I just I just recently bought this uh, fancy industrial sewing machine that has been sitting there for a few months that I'm looking at right now and I don't really know how to use it but um I'm <laughs> again as long as I don't run a sandwich through it it's probably it's like every time I buy a guitar it's like man god I gotta learn how to use that right, <laughs> right. so I so I, I really like doing like all my um all the tabs on my vintage fabric straps are hand sewed um, 
which I love that. Um, I don't think anybody else is hand sewing um, the tabs, which so I like doing that. Um, yeah, I think everybody's but I, probably like doing the machine. Pardon? I think probably most people are doing machine. That'd be my guess. I think so. Or they rivet things too. Um, so I so I thought if I if I have this machine, I can probably speed up my production and I can do a little bit more um, hand painted stuff because really, I mean, to sew a strap takes me about three to four hours just, just for the sewing hand by hand. So, um, you know, if I can, if I can drop that production time down a little bit, that's kind of what I'm looking at, but I still want the, you know, I still want them to be hand painted and whatever. So what, um, and this is a total layman's question here. Uh, but what, what, why, why hand stitch the, uh, the tabs? What benefit does that, do you feel that brings? Um, well, I, I actually started doing it because it was really hard to machine sew it. Um, because they're all, um, they're all like curved and everything. So like my, my machine, when I first started using it, like it has this presser foot thing, kind of like on a car, you know, mm-hmm. accelerator pedal, and it just takes off. So if I'm sewing straight lines and sewing the straps, like a, that's fine, but going around the contour of um, of these pieces is, is really difficult. And the stitching kind of reinforces the leather and makes it not stretch out as much. So, you know, when you punch a hole in it, there's like a st- stress on, it, especially if you have like, um, a heavier instrument. Um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about leather when I started doing this. I mean, I literally just walked into this place and I, you know, there's like piles of leather that they sold as remnants and I just bought an armful and took it home and I started cutting them and, um, I was like, well, I'll just glue that together and stitch it. And (laughs) so I, yeah, I've, I've changed materials probably three or four times and I'm getting ready to, um, to change to a different, um, I found this really beautiful Italian cowhide that I want to start using. So, um, that's a little bit more thin flexible, but, um, but I, I, I probably could just rivet it if I want, but now I thought, you know, now that I'm more familiar with the other makers out there, I think like, well, mine look different. So I guess I'll just keep it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. It's, you're taking something that to me, I like, it's one of those, uh, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to, uh, trying to get out here, but like, I guess guitar straps to me were one of those things where for some reason it was like, oh, that's a, oh, that's always a mass production deal. You know, like, mm-hmm. like uh, guitar strings. I just assumed that, you know, if you were going to be a guitar string maker, you had to be some kind of giant entity, yeah, entity yeah, yeah, yeah. and just pumping them, you know, mm-hmm. a thousand at a time out. Um, and uh, it's not really the case. It's, it can be as much of an art- artisanal uh, approach as, as anything else. And, uh, Learning that with strings too. There's people hand making guitar strings out there. They're not cheap. They are. They are not cheap. But um, like anything handmade, the the amount of effort that goes into making something well by hand uh, is is worth something. It's yeah. worth more. You know, two hundred or two hundred twenty hours is like that's a huge amount of time put into a strap. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them are. Um, <clears throat> I just made this. Um, Oh, I made this like Dylan inspired strap that took a really long time because the entire thing is coated in paint. So it's um, like Dylan, Dylan's greatest hits. There's this Milton Glaser 
pull-out poster that's like his silhouette and his his profile and then the hair is like all these crazy swirls um so that one it's like i kind of riffed off those um i've been listening to dylan a lot and you know like when i listen to somebody that comes through on my work you know so so i was listening to dylan a lot and then i was just sort of like doodling and like oh well, that kind of looks like his post. The post, I'm like, I'm going to make a Dylan tribute strap. So I did that one. Um, I just did like a Led Zeppelin strap. I didn't post that one yet um, for a Christmas present. And that one was more about, um, I wanted it to look like it was coming off a 60s tour bus. Like I wanted it to look like, um, like relicking is really funny. Like sometimes people really, really overdo the relicking and it just looks like you just took sandpaper to that, you know? So I thought, <laughs> I thought, okay, so if I had, <clears throat> if I'm, if I'm using a guitar strap from the sixties, that's leather, um, that had just been used and used and used, I would condition it. Right. So I would have this old thing kind of looks like it had been taken care of. So I decided to make this new thing and I over conditioned it. Like I, I relicked it and then I over conditioned it and then I sanded it and I roughed it up and I over conditioned it and I stained it. So it just <laughs> like, so I kind of made it look like, oh, I'm kind of crazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're an artist and I love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, there's, you know, I, I have a mixed relationship with, with relicking. Mm. I love the look of something that's aged. I like, I like scratch and dent. I like my friends to have interesting stories. I like my stuff to have interesting stories. So I'm okay with the relicking thing, generally speaking. But like you said, sometimes it gets taken way too far and then it just right. looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah. I think it's fine when somebody gets a, you know, a, a relic fender. I don't have any real issue with that, except when it comes to like the hardware. If you can't turn the screw because it's too rusted or something like that, yeah, mm -hmm. you know that's that's weird to me. Like, like <laughs> why why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, if you're compromising a thing to make it look cool, that's that's the wrong kind of relicing. If you're going after yeah. uh, an aesthetic that just says like loved but used i'm cool with that yeah yeah and i think we've touched on that before sure you know the it gets out of hand and i, I find some of the the like factory stamped <laughs> i've said this before man like the, the, <laughs> like the cookie cutter stamp out relic jobs on like for you said it like a fender like a fender road worn yeah they all look the same and that bugs me like that it's like that's not special at all Right. Well, something I think that's, if you're buying a Fender, it's not, you know, you can make that argument across the entire Fender product range. I would say, why would you pay more for one that's dinged up and it's dinged up exactly like a thousand <laughs> other ones? You know, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, on the other hand, I do appreciate someone that takes the time to do it very well. And that's, yeah, in, that's in do. anything. So if, if someone need, is going to do a relic, you know, air, air quotes, a relic job on something, um, and it comes out looking exactly like something that was, you know, that came off a sixties tour bus and has been used and worked and, but is not exactly the same as something else. You know, like, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I I like the road worn series in the sense that like, 
you could get a lightly worn thing that, and it was a, a Mexican made Fender series that had nitrocellulose finish, which was kind of like, oh, that's kind of neat. That's never been done before. Yeah, there were some neat parts of it and some, and then there was the, the you know, the like, well, you know, anybody who's bought a road worn is going to recognize a road worn from like <laughs> a mile like, away. It's is, like, is that my guitar? That's my like, guitar. Like, yeah. But that's, again, that comes down to like, that is, that is the, that's just having a fender in general you know like <laughs> it's like it there's no unique hondas there's no unique fenders like everybody's i i that hurts my feelings oh well, i'm sorry <laughs> 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 that's why there's a thriving aftermarket for them yeah. and, and yeah. parts market for them because yeah you know it is what it is you just gotta embrace it um <laughs> there there are there are ways it can be done cool in a mass yeah. mark in a mass produced way. Even it's always going to be cooler in an individual thing. Yeah. When somebody, oh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> tweaking it and making it every little part of it unique and special and stuff. I did think the Brad Paisley tellies were kind of neat. They were very lightly aged, but mm-hmm. he, you know, you got certain colors that he picked out and he, and he, they went so far as to like put a certain species of spruce on those Tally bodies just on the top, so when they were relicking through the paint, you could see this spruce grain instead of ash or alder because that was what Brad wanted. I was like, "That's kind of you know." There's like they took a pretty mundane thing, the road worn series approach, and kind of applied some cool ideas to it. And I, mm. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Is is that going to compare to like I don't know, Echo Park guitars uh, making some super rad looking hybrid between a Tele and a Firebird, and then like carefully painstakingly aging that nitro and special like yeah no, that that's that gonna one, be way cool <laughs> that one guitar yeah no that yeah you're absolutely right so um uh, we're arguing same. we're not arguing but we're we're hitting the exact same point yeah that there is a <laughs> there is a a calling for you know craftsmen that do great things and if and if it's relicking the people that take the time to do it right and do it well mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually really dig it. Would I buy one? Probably not. And that's fine. And yeah, that's, that's I just yeah. that's not my in a guitar, <laughs> mind you. But everything has a place, and I like lots of different things that aren't beat up guitars that are beat up. So <laughs> yeah, I don't I just like my guitars that have like shiny stuff and nice paint. And <laughs> the closest guitar to you is a beat up old guitar from the sixties. That looks phenomenal. Come on, dude. There's like two scratches on the that whole guitar. The closest guitar to you is a beat-up guitar from the 70s. That looks phenomenal. <laughs> There's like two dings between both of those two guitars. Like, seriously. I'm just saying, sometimes you don't like the shiny ones. They are shiny. Like, I am hurt like by you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we... we his whining overshadowed what you were saying there, Kara. Oh no, I mean, so, so I mean, if you have like a if you have like a beat up guitar from the '60s that's like perfectly aged and just chipped in all the right places, like you're not going to put like a one of those like uh, nylon printed, um, you know, straps with like flames on it. You know, oh, Kara. Oh, Kara. Can I interrupt you, please? Do you have a night? Do you have that? I'm sending you straps. I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> this is upsetting. The strap that is on this beautiful semi-hollow guitar of his from the yep. '60s is a god awful <laughs> checkerboard neon pink and black 
strap from the ska era. Yep. <laughs> of it the sure late 90s. Is. And you know what? That that strap came with the blue strat that I sold yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, very, I'm happy you sold that. I don't know. That, that doesn't sound... Yeah. It sounds kind of cool. I don't know. You have to send me a picture of it. It's, but. It really, no, this is not a good looking. It's It looks awful <laughs> on this guitar. And it's on strap locks too. Oh, you <laughs> punk. I know. I know. So get the beeps ready here. Uh, yeah, okay? yeah. I need to swear at you. <laughs> you know what? I, I told you, I own like three guitar straps and they're all hanging on each of these three guitars hanging beside me. I that's, uh, One of them is a branded Fender crappy strap that is really small <laughs> like it strangles the heck out of me i, I just don't I, have a lot I, of guitar i, I love I that she was just like as long as it's not the exact strap <laughs> you have on there. well i you know. okay that is not a printed vinyl strap but it is i was already planning on vinyl. selling you out to her about that strap <laughs> and what you put it on I have in my I have a little collect like collection. I don't have a like a strap collection like people who actually you know. But I I have like maybe uh, okay. I have like a couple dozen straps I didn't make, but um, and I like I have a couple vintage Ace ones, and I have like a couple handmade ones. But I have you know the nylon um, white lightning dime bag Daryl strap. <laughs> I I have that. I went through a phase and um. It, it was weird when because I'm a folk singer, so <laughs> please tell me you were like covering Dylan tunes at an open mic yes. with like a Dean ML. <laughs> yeah, the lightning I yeah, no, with with my with my Gibson songwriter <laughs> and my Dimebag Daryl strap, and um, which I, I love thought it. I love I thought it. was cool, and then I saw a picture of myself like, what are you doing? Like this is. Yeah. Oh, I, so I, I thought it was one. so funny for most of my guitar playing life. Straps were always like, for most people, I noticed straps were an afterthought. It was just, it, it's on it's, the guitar. It's something it to hold the guitar, the guitar. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been something I've been very conscious of because, like, I thought it was so funny to see people playing, like, a gorgeous Les Paul and then have, like, an ugly strap with, like, 2002 barbed wire and hot rod flames shooting up it. <laughs> like, oh man, come on. It's funny. My Ed Hardy logos on it or my, something. My custom acoustic has the strap on it is kind of styled after a burlap sack. <laughs> and I dig that. It's all about what you like. Yeah. <laughs> so you, sir, jog on. No, no. I don't. I, <laughs> that strap deserves some negative attention, and I intend to give it, it. It deserves to be on a different guitar. It deserves to be playing Mighty Mighty Boss Tones covers. If I knew what that was. Uh, that's actually, I shouldn't have said that, because I love the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I do, too. I was say, <laughs> that's a compliment. <laughs> See? You like it. Secretly, you 90s, like it. 90s ska is not the worst thing. No, it's, it's, it's a glorious thing, in fact. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay, I do. Listen, I, do like I love checkerboard pattern in its place, and mm. it's it's got to be you got to apply it. it. That belongs on a strat. That's what it came on. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were actually there are many ska bands that played these style guitars, <laughs> many, and and it just it fits if you just allow it to. No, there's not many <laughs> ska bands that played those guitars. There was like one. There's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a poster of that exact guitar. Oh, it's like, geez. you know, in the hands of the front man for some, some, oh, I can't even remember the name of the band. 
It wasn't that long ago. It was right after I bought this thing. I, and I, I know. I, I remember you showed me the picture too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was definitely listen, ska punk. A sixty-three for sure. tone sunburst does not go well with neon pink and black checkerboard. It's you shut just, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love I I do like it, and I like it because it's absurd. <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh, don't take his side, Kara. You're better than this. <laughs> I have a righteous and right point. Yeah. Dog on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, trying to get us back on track here. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so angry. He's just like, ah, damn it! I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> My dog's been kind of walking around, so I'm sorry if you're you're picking that up. I haven't heard the dog heard at all. What's the dog's name? Anna Banana. You're done. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's <a> perfect. <laughs> oh, oh we should name people like we name dogs. That would I be know. a much more interesting world. I wanted her. I wanted her to have a real happy dog name. So. <laughs> Anna Banana is pretty good. Anna Banana. Can she hear me if I say Anna Banana? Uh, she's she's in the other room checking out the chicken. So. Okay. <laughs> she's Just checking on the wanted. soup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to get some of that. So, yeah, you probably will. <laughs> oh, geez. So you have a couple dozen straps that are not your own. Did I, did I hear that correctly? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just from playing over the years, you know, like um, if I had to play a wedding or something, like I, I'll wear like, you know, a black dress and I bought a black strap to kind of, you know, to not like compete with the wedding party because you're in all the photos or something or, um, you know, I have, I don't know, I have a couple of, I actually have like one that I made that is like new old stock. So it's like a, you know, like a the vintage pattern and vintage material. And then I have one that's just really, really beat up. Um, of the same pattern. So that's an ace pattern. Um, and then I've got this really cool um, Native American one that's deer skin. And it's, um, it's, I've never seen anything like it. And it, it doesn't have any hardware, but it's adjustable just by the way that you lace it. Um, cool. So that was, yeah, I like that one that was given to me. So um, they're great gifts, you know. I've gotten a few as gifts from my parents, which is, and you know, other people over the years. So, um, so. Uh, okay, listen, I'm. <laughs> Kara, I, I gotta apologize. You're, to you. you're such gotta, a spaz. I have to apologize to you, Kara. <laughs> I heard everything you said, but I had no response because Casper was cleaning his phone screen by rubbing his phone against his shirt. It's a house coat. A house coat, whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay, a house coat actually kind of makes him, yeah. He's sitting there in a house coat. And he's rubbing his chest, but I didn't see the phone. Oh. So I thought he's just sitting there kicking back and like rubbing his chest like a weirdo. And I'm like, what the crap is going on? Wow. Yeah. Uh, when he asked me about it, I gave him a real sly and look. And then, yeah, it got weirder when I... <laughs> I, yeah, that's on me, folks. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. That's <laughs> as most of our derailments usually I'm, are your fault. But I'm a colorful person. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. You know, speaking of being a colorful person and having weird stuff happen to you, 
the cops were out doing some kind of a check stop thing on uh, the road, the highway route to my place. Mm. And my Which mother happens all the time. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. It's well, because it's one of the only, there's two roads essentially to go from the north end of the lake all the way down to the south end of the lake. And mm. that's one of them. And it's yeah. because of the nature of it being a two lane, they can stop all traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my mother-in-law messaged me when she saw this and she's like, do not go out. Whatever you do, you're going to cause some kind of a ruckus. And just- <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't the cop pull a gun on you recently? Yes. yes that was wild. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> did I tell uh, and that that's not the, on air? Yeah. Did I that, and that is that not okay. the first time. I've had the cops hold me at gun. <laughs> now we're derailed again. <laughs> and it's totally my own fault. Yep. Uh, so, dear listeners, I'm not going to tell the stories because they're long, but three times I've had the police hold me at gunpoint, and all wow. three times it was for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> nothing illegal, nothing even remotely well, dangerous. One was for being home. One <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in bed. <laughs> I was trying to go to bed one time. The other time uh, I was, oh gosh, this one's so embarrassing. In my early 20s... <laughs> My friends and I climbed into a dumpster behind Sears, a big, long, low dumpster. And we were essentially using the piles of thrown out clothes and styrofoam inserts from boxes to uh, WWF style wrestle. <laughs> in, in the dumpster? In the dumpster. Oh, brilliant. Because it was just clothes and styrofoam. Sure. So like, that sounds Jump viable. off the edge of the dumpster and it's all padded and you can smash each other with the styrofoam. And that's what we're doing at three in the morning. <laughs> we're, not, we're not drunk. We're just stupid. Mm. And uh, yeah, the cops got called and they pulled up with guns drawn. <laughs> and then there was a check stop once on my road and I accidentally honked the horn and the cops got a little trigger. <laughs> happy and uh <laughs> aimed their rifles at me well, i mean those guys were in full swat gear they with, were, all, with they ars were yeah i get it it was my <laughs> but i've never now i'm not a crime committing type dude but yeah i've managed to get myself held at gunpoint three times uh wow so it's become a bit of a running joke amongst my friends and family like if <laughs> they see a check stop or something they're like al no it's <laughs> good so yeah anyways now that I've distracted us further. <laughs> what were we doing? So, yeah, we were talking to a really lovely woman <laughs> yes, we were. about her straps and her art, and, and I keep derailing it with my stupidity. Um, so, okay, so, Kara, I got to know. You got you to give us some of, the, like, the rig rundown moments here. What are you, what are you playing? What do you got for guitar? This is here? a good question, actually, because yeah. I, I want if you've got 12 straps, how, how many guitars do you have? She's had a couple of those. I have. I have a I have a lot of guitar. I don't have a like okay. Some people um, have a lot of guitars. Um, I I mean I have friends who have like forty guitars or upwards of forty. That doesn't um, sound like a lot. Yeah, I mean it's relative, right? <laughs> um, I have uh, the one the one that I play. I have a um, Gibson songwriter that that's like my big nice guitar i guess um that i gig with i i bought a um a, a martin um dreadnought jr I, I was this is so funny i was driving back from um new york i go up to new york every so often to visit friends and i play a show up there for them and um i was driving back 
through Utica and I had to use the restroom. So I thought, well, there's a guitar shop. So I <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll just see, maybe I'll just, you know, use the restroom and maybe see what they have. So, um, I, you bought a Martin. Up, I bought a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's, I really, yeah, it, it, it just happened to be there. So I thought, you know, I, I could really use that. Um, so I, uh, <laughs> bought the martin um and then i have i bought it i bought a telly i have a like a this fender um telly it's uh it's got this mahogany uh or not mahogany rosewood um solid rosewood neck which i never play because i'm a little scared of it um (laughs) i mean i'm you know i'm a i'm a folk singer and i i've played in rock bands before like i played electric bass and things like that so um so I like, I'm going to buy this telly and I'm going to learn how to play riffs or licks or, you know, like I, whatever. <laughs> okay. I'm going to rock. Between you right? calling it an electric bass and saying that you're yeah. going to play riffs or what licks or whatever you kids call them. No, <laughs> no, the, um, no the, the, the telly that I bought. So it's a, it's a really nice, you know, it's American made telly. It's like surf green. It's got this mint green pick guard and it's like, it's, I mean, it's a gorgeous guitar. You have a so. surf green telly with an all rosewood neck. Yeah, it's really, it's really pretty. That's um, super rad. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I so I it stayed in the case for a really long time because I was scared of it, and so a friend of mine owns a guitar shop, and he's like, "Bring it in. We're gonna plug it into a Marshall stack." Like, <laughs> yeah. good friend. Okay, all right. I like yeah. your friend. <laughs> you need to keep this friend. Right. <laughs> so, so I sit down, and he's like, "So he plays." You know, he, he plugs it in, he plays something, and then he gives it to me. And, like, I finger pick, and I can do a couple of runs. And, you yeah. know, I, I'm not a great lead player, but, I, like, I, I know my way around a guitar. So I he hands my guitar to me that's plugged in, and he's like, just strum it. And I strummed it, and I kind of, like, shrugged and made a face. And he goes, I don't think you play electric guitar. He said, that's the problem. I'm like, oh. Well, so I'm working on that. It's there's so much there's so much power in that, like in a telly. And it's oh it's so funny. Like I'm <laughs> I'm just scared of it. Like like wonder what it does. Like <laughs> Yeah. As, like, well I know what it does. As Josh from JHS would of my say, friends are guitar players, yeah. so I know what it does. Yeah. So loud is more good as Josh. Yeah, yeah, loud yeah. is more good. <laughs> Yeah, so then I then I bought this um, Tysco Del Rey that's crazy, yes. and I oh, uh, it's yes. like yes. feel. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so great. Like it, it's it feels like you're holding a toy ray gun or some sort yeah. of. And I'm starting to get really into like yeah. bizarre Japanese guitars. So. Yes, oh, love. Yes, that is Casper and I are very up that. So the yeah. the so, yes the guitar that we were talking about with the pink checker strap is a '60s. Matsumuko built Aria. Oh, cool! Oh, full hall. It's great. Yeah, I'm with you. You can. Mm. I like Mister. Yeah, <laughs> I like them. I'm actually so this so this is something new. I actually haven't told anybody this. Like a couple of friends. So I guess I might as well just tell you and your podcast listeners. Um, I'm building. <laughs> I'm I'm building a guitar right now. Yeah. Um, same deal yeah. as the sewing machine. Cool. It is the same deal as the sewing machine. I don't know how to build a guitar, but I think it's probably on Google. And I have some pretty good <laughs> friends like across the country who are luthiers. So I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, what's this call? What's this knob thing? 
Like, I just need to set the name so I can Google it. You know? You're in luck. It is definitely on the Google. On the Google. Yeah, yes. it's the, on the, the YouTube so, has some of it, too. Um, so I bought, I bought, um, I bought this telly body and like, so I paint on pine a lot. Like a lot of my paintings are on pine and I, um, so I thought, why don't I just, well, I could probably like paint this guitar. And like, and I thought, oh, I really want to build it. Like I really want to, I also do um, silversmithing. So, um, nice. Say, is there anything you don't do? You were like, cool person. yeah, just I don't bake. Through. I don't bake. Thank you. Oh. I, I we, we got that, that yeah, covered. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm, so I'm making, um, so I want to make this like a uh, metal um, pit guard for it. I've been kind of like, I've been painting some custom like leather pit guards lately. I haven't shared any of those cause I'm not really happy with how they look, but, um, but so I have this, this um, pine telly body and I've had it for like, I don't know, eight months or something. And finally one of my girlfriends who um, her family owns um, one of the guitar shops in Indianapolis. It's, I think it's the oldest guitar store in Indiana. Um, What's it called? I was telling her, pardon? What's it called? Arthur's music. They are fan- fantastic. They always have like the, they always have great vintage stuff and just like a lot of, they're, they're just, they're great. We have a lot of really great guitars, guitar shops in Indiana, but, um, but I, I do like those. So one of my girlfriends, um, I was telling her, I'm like, I'm really nervous about building this guitar. And she said, it's just wood and metal. She said, that's all it is. It's just wood and metal. And I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's. Yeah. You know, the best thing about tellies is they're almost Lego. Mm. You just, it's really hard to go wrong putting them together. Yeah. I have no, I mean, I, I, I got a couple books. And um, so I've been, you know, I've been kind of playing around with designs. And I want to relic it, but I don't want it to be like. Um, I hate relicking that somebody just takes sandpaper to the edges of something because things don't wear like that. Like things, um, especially I saw one, I saw this, this, um, fender from the fender custom shop that was like, it was, um, natural wood and then it had a layer of red and then it had a layer of green. Mm -hmm. And so everything was like sanded off. So there was like four inches of, of each color, like this banded thing. And I thought there's, there is no amount of playing that would ever really relic something like that. Yeah. You um, know, I, I like, uh, so I, I've done a few relic builds um, back when I was building guitars. And I, and I, my approach, and I'm not saying this is the best way to do it, but this is just to, you know, share this with a friend and a whole bunch of other friends that listen, I guess. Um, but my approach is I, I looked at tons and tons and tons of pictures of guitars that were played by professional touring artists, you know, because there's lots of artists out there that have that one guitar that they just always play. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you'll start to notice there's consistent areas based on how they stand, how they strum and yeah. how they hold the guitar. That the, Those, those areas get really, really consistent. So if you, if you kind of extrapolate along those lines of somebody playing an instrument like that, you kind of can figure out like, okay, if a pick goes over six strings in this spot and roughly this pattern, 10,000 hours, a bazillion times, it's going to do this to the pickup ring plastic. It's going to do this to the top of the pickup. It's yeah. going to do this to the wood around it. It's going to miss the spot because the edge of the pickup guards it. And and you can, you can make realistic wear if you think about it. But I, I think a lot of the approach of Relic has gone, uh, yeah. like you said, just into like sandpaper and ding mode. And, and it's not really thought out. And, and it doesn't look realistic. And maybe some people don't care about that. But 
I want it to look realistic. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, I like with some of my paintings, I have taken them outside and left them overnight in the rain on my patio table. Hmm. You know, like I've buried things before. I've like they're they're I, I okay. That's that, that makes me sound really strange. But no, um, no, 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 it's it, an artist, it, man. It's, 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 it's yeah. inspiration and and yeah, nothing uh, strange about artistry it. is artistry. You do what you got to do. But I mean, if you want something, if you want something to look distressed, distress it. Don't you know? Pretend. Just so 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 I'm making this this brass pick guard and. Um, I want it to look the specific way. So I'm, I'm going to wait until the ground thaws and I'm going to probably throw some salt on it and bury it and um, see what that does. And then, you know, then I can come back with like um, some, you know, steel wool and just, you know, just keep, you just keep working something until it feels right. That's what I do with my leather straps a lot. That's probably why they take so long is because I'm just, um, I'm just so like connected to the material. <laughs> like I really, so I'm really excited about the guitar because I really have no idea if it's going to work or not. Um, and oh, it's it might gonna be, work. Yeah, it's gonna work. It it might be a terrible idea, um, but I I just kind of want to know, you know, like maybe you're you're putting together pieces that were designed a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put them together. It will work. If it doesn't work, you will fix the thing that the part that isn't working. Oh, I'm not worried about mechanically. I mean, I like I. Um, you know, I mean, there are books for that, but just as far as like, and I, I plan on bothering some friends of mine probably. Are you worried about like the looks not working? Cause those, yeah, those yeah, can be I mean, redone I, too. Mm. Yeah. Like I just the finish and I, I've had this kind of this vision for this guitar that I want to make and I want to make a matching strap and just make the whole thing. And, um, I'm just, you know, I'm not doing it for sale. I mean, I don't know if maybe maybe I'll find uh, that that's something that I want to end up doing custom guitars. I have, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I just kind of want to, I look at guitars all day. Like that's, that's what my job is. I, I talk to guitar players, gear heads, make guitar straps and look at guitars. It's not a bad way to spend your life. Like I kind of wish <laughs> I would have been doing this since my twenties, but anyway but i look at them so much that i of course you have ideas you know so yeah no i love it i love that you're you're getting into that that's yeah building even if you only ever build one it's the greatest feeling in the world to be able to just say you put together a guitar yourself it's yeah it's very rewarding yeah you might might love um check out jersey girl handmade guitars or homemade guitars uh, okay. JGHG guitars on Instagram. Um, I might. I they're might ridiculously high end builders, and I think they're at a, they're well, they're out of Jersey, obviously. Um, so they're not far from you, but they uh, they make a matching strap for every custom guitar they build. Oh, and that's cool. Sometimes they even make a uh, a matching effects pedal in their style for for the guitar as well. Um, super super. Um, super, super interesting guitars. Uh, JGHG Days is their handle on Instagram. Jersey Girl Homemade Guitars. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of them for just the pure artistry of it. Yeah. There's, um, I follow, um, 
you ever, do you follow Cindy guitars? Oh my gosh. I love her stuff. Yeah. She is. Oh, she's so cool. She's like a combination of Joan Jett with a luthier. Like she, yeah, she's, she's, I don't know her. I, I talked to her a couple of times on Instagram and she was just so super nice. Um, and she's so skilled and, um, you know, so I, I actually use a wood burner. Like I do a lot of pyrography mm. um, in leather and wood. And so I was, um, when I start doing something, a lot of times I'll like look for like visual reference on Instagram or on the internet and I found her. And so she was kind of doing what I was doing and I thought, oh, she's just doing such a great job. So, um, so I use a lot of, um, I don't know if I have any on posted right now, but I do a lot of like, you know, use the wood burner kind of as a pen and ink. Um, yeah. Like she does on, but I, I do it on leather. So. She is um, amazing. Some of the art she's done on, on guitar bodies and stuff. And yeah, her whole thing is cool. Just using that, just wood from like a hundred or 150 year old wood from just old buildings in New York. <laughs> just, yeah. Like I know. Like, Everything she does you know, is just so cool. I know. I have some old wood um, from our from our farm um, that I begged my dad to let me have. That was from my great great grandmother's house that they tore down the house, and my grandfather dug up the foundation, and then he had the um, the they were just like logs of these like walnut trees, and he had him he had him took him to like a wood miser and had him cut down, and so like the barns filled with all this like you know. 100 200 year old however long um walnuts really tight grain and so i thought i'm gonna make guitars out of that and i thought well it's perfectly straight and it's like 12 feet long like i really should make you know i shouldn't cut that down plus like a walnut guitar is probably gonna be really super heavy um and i don't know what i'm doing too (laughs) probably And walnut can, walnut can be heavy, but it, it sure does make for nice guitars. Yeah, it's beautiful. To yeah. Too. Yeah. My parents, uh, when they moved to the house that now burned down, um, my mom's piano that she'd been hauling around all my life, she's had the same piano. Um, and we moved a lot. And this thing was getting pretty, it was pretty beat up, but it was this beautiful old upright piano from the, the 20s. Um mm-hmm. And uh, she just loved it to pieces. But on this final move, it collapsed in the hands of the movers. Like it just. Oh my gosh. Just fell apart while they were carrying it up the stairs. And it was just like, it was a, it was a, I'm told a terrific noise. <laughs> um, and I imagine it would be, but, and luckily nobody was hurt because uh, piano strings can snap it. Yeah. <laughs> that could have hurt somebody, but. Nobody was hurt, and the piano just was, it was it was not repairable. Oh, and uh, I begged, I begged my, my parents, like, save some of those, some of those boards. Save me some of those boards. Please don't, do, don't throw them out. Save some of the boards. And uh, they hung on to them for a couple of months, and then they, <laughs> I think they forgot. And uh, they had a big bonfire one day and cooked hot dogs and stuff, and they oh. just, like, used the piano wood. <laughs> they burnt it all. Oh, like, no! <laughs> so I love sad. stuff like that. I, I'm the same way. Like if there's some like I, I like to save old things and, and use them in new for for new purposes. Um so I, I probably would have been the same way, like save the piano, but Yeah, it's it's one of the great sadnesses of my life that like because it was a hundred year old piano 
So you know all the wood in it was was solid wood, like there wasn't laminate woods in there. Yeah. So this this wood that's been in my musical instruments entire life, you know, <laughs> it would have resonated like crazy, is my thinking. Um, and it was like a family heirloom, and this is the only way to keep it as a family heirloom. <laughs> and it still yeah. went up for. Uh, for smokies and s'mores <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> which is if you know my family it's just such a like it's such a move for my family it's just such a typical my family move <laughs> just like oh come on you guys <laughs> same with my mom's uh my mom had this rocking chair again around all my life and uh just broke one too many times they were finally like we gotta get rid of this thing it's too fragile to sit on and i was like save the seat of it i'll make something with it <laughs> nope they burned it <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like it was probably like a carved yeah carved seat no yeah can you imagine like a like a butt print guitar uh okay um <laughs> not where my mind went with it that's where i was thinking like oh, yeah what would you make out of that i mean like an oddly shaped guitar it. <laughs> it's like a reverse ar- arch top <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, about it. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So, oh man, Kara, we're gonna have to have you back on again sometime because uh, once again, we're getting pretty long in the tooth on the timeline here. But well, um, thanks for having. Me. Oh no, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. It, it was, was a good time. Really fun. It was. It was awesome to have you. Um, where do people best find you? Um. <clears throat> well, I have a website uh but you know how i said i'm really bad at web design so if you go to like <laughs> tremololeatherco.com it's a welcome screen <laughs> it's been like that it's been like that for like a year um you can sign up for my email list which i don't currently send emails on um, but i will um but the best way to find me is on um instagram or facebook so cool and it, and the handle is just uh, what is it? At Tremolo Leather Co. on Instagram? Yep. Yep. You got it. Okay. There so we go. Cool. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, Thanks for having me. It was, it was a real treat for us to, to have you on here. And, and uh, folks, oh. please go follow her. Go check out her work uh, and buy some cool straps. Mm-hmm.